What's going on, guys? It's Patrick flying solo here for Men's Health Unscripted. We have Brian Krager here. He is the founder of Kegel. Um, I'm really excited to do this podcast today because we're going to talk about men's pelvic floor health. This is something I am wildly uneducated on. And to kind of dive into a new aspect of men's health, as always, as you guys know, listening is something that we're all about. So Brian, thank you for joining us. I'm really excited that you're on the show. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, well, uh, first, thanks for having me. Um, I'm likewise very excited. That's uh, obviously a subject that's kind of near and dear to my heart. Um, my background originally is as an engineer, um, but I um, have always been a bit of a, I would say, kind of health and fitness nut, and in particular, the last five or almost 10 years, um, been uh, pretty, maybe obsessed is the wrong word, but focused on uh, public and public floor um, health and fitness, and it's turned into uh, a bit of a crusade, um, you might even say. It. Um, you know, one of the things that I know, Patrick, uh, is is one of your goals with Men's Health and, Men's health and Scripted is to blow up some of the stigmas um, around men's health, and uh, that's actually a really, uh, a really perfect fit with uh, this topic. Um, you know, the, the pelvic floor and public health in general touch on aspects of health that uh, are kind of taboo for a lot of people or embarrassing. Um, you know, the, the two main uh, aspects are urinary function and, and sexual function. And so whether it's bladder control or um, problems or challenges with sexual function like ED or premature ejaculation, these are, these are issues that I think a lot of guys um, find a little embarrassing or maybe aren't don't know a lot about because of these these stigmas and uh you know it's uh, i think it it um, behooves everybody to try and uh try and blow up some of these stigmas and and uh, improve the level of awareness about the the subject that's uh that's pretty interesting so i know women uh, have kegel exercises that they do is that something similar uh, men i guess have kegels as well yeah exactly so um considering that the the pelvic floor is closely related to aspects of anatomy and physiology that, um, you know, tie into differences between the sexes. Um, it's a little bit surprising how similar the pelvic floor anatomy and the pelvic floor um, function and roles in the body are uh, for everyone. So, um, you know, the, I alluded to it earlier how uh, there's a lot of research that's been published on um, pelvic floor exercise and its ability to help with uh, things like erectile dysfunction or premature ejaculation. And obviously that is a, um, a gendered use case. That's not, those, those specific use cases aren't relevant for women, but um, with urinary function and then zooming out more broadly with the idea of improving sexual function in general, um, that's something that the public floor is, is relevant to for everybody. Sure. And a lot of our men's health is really very much so uh, surrounded by our sexual health. I mean, uh, a lot of times when we're younger, we're even kids will make fun of each other and kind of make fun of the, the boys, especially will make fun of like their sexual health and things like that. So very much a, a huge aspect of men's health is sexual health function. And on top of that, I would say that kind of to kind of build off what you're saying, urinary function is actually really important because going to the bathroom, obviously you want to do, but it's also kind of embarrassing what, from what I've seen just working in the clinic and having a guy talk to me 
uh, about their urinary issues that, well, they're like, I can't maintain a constant stream or it's difficult to even evacuate at all and things like that. So tell us a little bit about how some of these pelvic floor, let's talk about urinary function first, because there's a lot of things that are involved with urinary function, like benign prostate hyperplasia, prostate cancer. These can kind of be indicators of uh, urinary function can be an indicator of one of these issues, but how does a, maybe a weak, I don't know if I'm saying this correctly, but a weak pelvic floor factor into urinary function outside of the prostate issues that would cause uh, urinary malfunction? Yeah. So, you know, um, I guess just to provide some really quick context, the pelvic floor is, is essentially a, a network of um, muscles uh, and also some ligaments and connective tissue, and it forms kind of a, a hammock you might uh, visualize at the, at the base of your abdomen, um, you know, in the pelvic region. And, um, and, uh, so because there are a number of muscles that are part of the pelvic floor, uh, one of the things that they do uh, for men is, is they play a role in um, kind of, uh, you might almost think of it as a valve uh, that controls um, urine being able to pass through the urethra. Um, and so if those muscles are, are weak or you know, not able to um, uh, play their role or, or fulfill their function, um, that can definitely uh, manifest in a variety of different uh, types of, of urinary incontinence. And so, um, you know, as I mentioned, my background is as an engineer, I'm not a urologist, so I, I don't want to uh, overstep my, um, my expertise. Uh, but if you, if you read the literature, um, there is a wealth of, of uh, research um, that has kind of assessed the, the relationship between uh, pelvic floor function and, and pelvic floor exercise or pelvic floor strengthening and um, bladder control or, or urinary continence. And, um, you know, building on what you mentioned, if you talk to uh, men who have had like, uh, or are going to have uh, like radical prostatectomy or um, other uh, types of, of procedures in that vein, uh, it's very standard to, um, for them to uh, have their urologist recommend uh, pelvic floor or Kegel exercise, both as part of the preparation for the procedure and as part of the uh, recuperation or rehabilitation afterward. That's pretty interesting. It's, it's definitely something I would say that we hit on topics that people generally don't talk about. And when I came across you, I think Sarah, Sarah introduced us uh, via email. I had never even, I'd heard about the pelvic floor and more so, I guess, associated with women's health. They would do Kegels uh, for different mm -hmm. reasons, uh, pre and post pregnancy, things like that. Just general exercise uh, to to keep, um, lack of a better term, keep the reproductive organs inside. I know as women get older, those can kind of fall, or after certain surgical procedures, things like that can happen, and Kegels can definitely help. But it's interesting to hear a male's perspective about it. And I kind of want to circle back. I didn't really get a chance to ask you this, but what took you from engineering, which I think is a phenomenal field, um, to pelvic floor exercise, uh, expert? Well, um, <laughs> I haven't totally left engineering. Uh, you know, my, uh, my day-to-day -day job is, is creating, um, consumer products. Uh, so we have some exercise products that uh, my company uh, that are designed to help with um, 
exercise adherence to basically help people be more consistent with uh, with pelvic floor exercise. So you know, I'm I've I've got some skin in the game uh, in that sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, jumping into in terms of how I got into the pelvic floor space. Um, uh, it was an area that I think was really interesting for me and the, the folks that I was working with because um, there are some fields that are that are impactful, they're important to um, you know health or uh, people's happiness or something like that. Um, and there, uh, there are a lot of good solutions in those fields because they're important. And a lot of people have spent a lot of effort trying to create useful tools. Um, and pelvic floor health felt like this, the, um, the fact that there is this embarrassment or these, these uh, taboos associated with um, many elements of, of pelvic floor health um, made it feel like it was artificially kind of underaddressed, I guess, if that makes any sense, that um, given how important it is, you know, building on uh, what you mentioned a minute ago, um, yeah, these are really critical issues. Like if you talk to men who have bladder control or urinary incontinence issues and you hear about how that impacts their lifestyle, you know, how it restricts or limits the activities that they're willing to do, like this is a tremendously impactful um, kind of uh, uh, condition. And likewise with, uh, with sexual function, um, you know, whether you're talking about it in the context of intimacy or maintaining relationships or, or, or not just kind of on a more individual level, sexual function is a, I mean, it sounds kind of pretentious, but it's, it's a pretty fundamental part of the human experience. And sure. so, is, so is urinary function. And so, you know, we were, we were drawn to this space because it felt like there are these these uh, problems that are that are important, um, but that they're they're not well addressed. The level of awareness and education is low. The level of uh, effort that's being put into trying to um, provide tools to help people is lower than it should be, um, given the importance of the of the area. And so I think that was the that was kind of the core. Um, and then we also had uh, some more personal. Uh, friends and family who uh, were struggling with some pelvic floor uh, health challenges in, in various contexts. And that, well, that was kind of, uh, I guess, like uh, sharpened the, our understanding of, of, of the need and um, kind of sealed the deal. Guys, here at Men's Health Unscripted, nothing brings us more joy than helping men improve their confidence and ignite the fire within their relationships. This is why we partnered with the Phoenix Pro to get you rock hard. No matter if you're struggling with ED or just want to up your game in the bedroom, the Phoenix Pro offers a pain and side effect free solution for your manhood that uses acoustic wave therapy to get you to perform at your best below the belt. The Phoenix Pro is an at-home medical grade FDA recognized device endorsed by physicians to strengthen and enhance the blood vessels in the penis. This technology is over a decade old, but has been expensive and difficult to access. Go to rockhardscience.com slash mhunscripted for more information and use our promo code unscripted for $900 off the Phoenix Pro total package, which includes the device, consultation with a medical professional, a customized medical treatment plan for your goals, $500 off additional in-clinic treatments, a blue light vitality vacuum pump, some nitric oxide supplements for a little extra boost, and a journal to track your progress. 
Remember, www.rockhardscience.com slash mhunscripted, promo code unscripted, and claim your true vitality. Sure. So kind of going back a little bit to, I guess, sexual function. So how would, and I agree, I, I kind of say it all the time, a big component of our podcast, we when we talk men's health, is how the media has perceived men's health in our mind, and I've challenged people to tell me otherwise, is it's pretty much, we call it dick pills and hair loss, ED meds, hair loss. And that's really when you, when you listen to other podcasts that are kind of geared towards men or men as the primary audience, it's Blue Chew and Cialis, like whatever the case is, or hey, are you losing your hair or is your hair gray or things like that. And men's health is so much more than that. And so I'm glad that you're really advocating for pelvic floor, pelvic floor health. And also I'm excited to hear that there's a holistic solution uh, to stay on the sexual health component. When guys go to the doctor, they can't achieve an erection or maintain erection or however the case uh, may be. I don't know how many doctors are saying, well, have you tried pelvic floor exercise um, in general? Some do, some de definitely take a very holistic approach, but some don't. It's way easier to write a prescription, send it to the pharmacy, you go pick it up. Realistically, you can take that pill and you get pretty instant relief, right? Yeah. But long-term, those medications will have a diminished effect. And also, after a while, if after a while of using these medications, it's harder and harder to achieve erection if you decide to titrate off those medications. So kind of to ask about how would strengthening your pelvic floor, what's the overall component of achieving erection, maintaining erection, not prematurely ejaculating? We can go back through these, but I just kind of want to outline it for our listeners, kind of how we'll touch on these things. And, you know, so let's start with achieving and maintaining erection, how is uh, pelvic floor exercise going to benefit them in that sense? Um, yeah, that's a great question. Um, so, you know, there have been a number of, of uh, studies published uh, in the literature um, and, uh, you know, quantitatively, uh, there's one, uh, the, the lead author uh, is named Dory. Uh, this is the, um, I, I can send you a link and maybe- uh, Sure, yeah, I'll just, you can send me the link for it and I'll post it in, the, uh, in, our, in our bio for the, the, you don't have to cite it here on the podcast, yeah. I'll just post it. <laughs> um, just give us like a synopsis of what that study is telling us. So um, I, I can, I've got it in front of me and I can just, the, their, their conclusion from the abstract is one sentence. Um, okay. Pelvic floor muscle exercises and biofeedback are an effective treatment for men with erectile dysfunction. Um, and, you know, if you, if you dig into uh, the, the actual, you know, meat of the paper, uh, they actually do a comparison with, uh, with Viagra, which is pretty interesting. Um, and uh, uh, backing up a little bit to, you know, you, you use the word holistic, which I think is a really, uh, interesting and good word. And, um, you know, obviously I'm biased, uh, but I think that pelvic floor exercises is, is the appropriate first line therapy for um, basically any 
any condition that uh, touches on the, the uh, public floor. Um, so I'm not saying that it's the only, uh, you know, potential solution or the potential tool in the toolbox. Um, I'm not saying it's always the, the best one, um, but it's a conservative therapy. And so if you compare it to things like surgical interventions, uh, which are, uh, you know, more of a, that's really more of a thing in urinary um, kind of function issues. Uh, but even, you know, to your point, pharmaceutical uh, interventions, you know, there can be side effect profiles uh, with a surgical intervention. There can be kind of unexpected um, ramifications of the surgery. And, and that's fine. Again, I'm not saying that, that those uh, tools don't have their place. They do. Um, but if you can solve a problem by exercising, that's generally a good, that's generally a good thing to try first. Um, sure. I think that's and, like with any part of health, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, and so, you know, I like, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the bit of a digression there, but you know, you could be talking about orthopedic health is a, is a great example. I think whether you're talking about something like lower back pain or, um, basically I, I, I personally think that, um, physical therapists are busy, but they need, they should be much more busy <laughs> that a lot of people should kind of, uh, be exploring that route, um, as like kind of a first, a first attempt to resolve, uh, many different health issues. Um, and so, you know, that's kind of a recurring theme, uh, in general is that the pelvic floor is, is not magic. It's no different from other muscle groups in the body, you know, um, exercise, generally speaking, can be a, a good thing and a valuable tool and help whatever muscles you're exercising. Um, if you are uh, mindful of fitness, uh, it can help those muscles do their job. And, um, and that's, that's a good thing. And so, you know, I, I don't think that the, 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 there's anything uh, different about the pelvic floor muscles from that perspective. Absolutely. I mean, it definitely makes sense, you know, logically thinking about it you can strengthen your pelvic floor. So would strengthening your pelvic floor muscles essentially allow more blood flow to enter the penis to achieve erection, maintain erection, and then also strengthening those pelvic floor muscles, I'm guessing would help keep blood in the penis. I mean, that's kind of what happens when you're achieving erections for your sexual health. So now I know you mentioned a little bit about ejaculation issues. How would pelvic floor strengthening or or if any of your research has it shown to decrease the amount of premature ejaculation or help men maintain, um, I guess, maintain their uh, sexual arousal without ejaculating for a longer period of time? Is there any data that supports that? Yeah, definitely. So um, there's, I guess, kind of two sides of that coin. Um, you know, there is the use case uh, of somebody who you know, meets the clinical definition of premature ejaculation. And, um, and then there's the, the question of whether uh, pelvic floor exercise can help um, improve stamina, uh, you know, in the absence of any dysfunction, but can you still improve? And um, so the, the literature is, is unsurprisingly more focused on uh, treating dysfunction. Um, but I think that there's a lot of uh, anecdotal evidence, uh, or I would say a I mean, again, I'm biased, but I would say there's a consensus that it can help stamina even in the absence of, of any dysfunction. Um, but yeah, the, um, in terms of research, there's another uh, paper that I'll send you uh, that looked at 
the sample size wasn't massive, but there were 40 men in this study uh, who had had lifelong premature ejaculation problems. And um, uh, basically uh, 33 of the 40 patients, uh, quote, gained control of their ejaculatory reflex, um, uh, or at least improved it to the point where they no longer met the clinical definition for premature ejaculation. So that's like 80, 82% or so. Um, different studies have, have found, you know, different results, but I would say there's a broad consensus that um, uh, in the literature uh, that pelvic floor exercise has value as a, as a tool to address um, premature ejaculation and, uh, you know, more generally, I think, uh, stamina. Sure. That, that's pretty interesting. I, I know that premature ejaculation is actually something that we really haven't discussed too much on the podcast. We've been around for, I would say, about a year and a half, a little over a year and a half now, um, and podcasting when we can, in as long as it doesn't conflict with our education. And so that's something that we've always talked about, we want to hit on and just haven't really gotten around to it because it's kind of, there are, there are some solid clinical definitions, but then you kind of stray away and it becomes a little bit more nebulous of what there's the clinical definition. I don't exactly remember what the clinical definition off the top of my head is, but as you go, it's, I think guys would just want to satisfy their partner more mm -hmm. and, you know, ejaculate premature ejaculation kind of it, it's stigmatized. Like we talked about earlier. And also it's just a difficult topic to discuss. I, I know that in some cases it can kind of lead to quote unquote shame and um, just general feeling like you don't want to engage in sexual intercourse because it's just like, well, is this going to happen now? And kind of, it just, with a lot of things in men's health, they just kind of build and build and build. And then you kind of bottle it up. Yeah. So I think, I think that's pretty interesting that you're, you know, take, I didn't even know there was research on it. It's like really wild, but that you've taken some research and you've applied it. And so now um, you have a company that you founded called Kegel, mm -hmm. right? So what does Kegel do? Just let our viewers know what's, what's important about it, where can they find it, and then just give us the gist of it. Sure, so you know, our mission is to um, give people tools that can help them uh, optimize their, their pelvic health, their pelvic floor health. And so you know, what we've been talking about the, the last few minutes is, um, is about pelvic floor exercise. And um, you know, all of these all of these papers that have been published are looking at pelvic floor exercise as an activity, um, and so our product is uh, is is essentially all about um, consistency. So uh, pelvic floor exercise, I mentioned pelvic floor muscles are no different from any other muscle group. Pelvic floor exercise is, is in many ways not different from other exercise. It can be hard to stick with a consistent routine. Um, you know, I can tell you from personal experience that whether it's pelvic floor exercise or going for a run or going to the gym or whatever, it's hard to be consistent. And, um, you know, uh, if you, if you don't exercise consistently, then you're not going to be able to reap any of the benefits of the exercise, regardless of what type of exercise this is. Um, and, uh, and so, you know, yeah, we're, we're essentially, there's nothing magic about our products. And, and, um, I want to be clear, you can do pelvic floor exercise without our products. You can do it on your own. You don't need anything to do pelvic floor exercise. Um, uh, but for people that struggle to do it consistently, we're 
hoping that we can get another tool to do that. So um, uh, we have two products, one for women, one for men. Uh, the one for men is pretty new. And um, there, I would say there are three things that we're trying to do with that product. So first thing is that uh, pelvic floor exercise can be really boring. Um, you can't really see the muscles. They're, they're inside your, your pelvis or your abdomen and they're more or less invisible. And, um, and that the, the fundamental nature of pelvic floor exercise is extremely simple to the point where it's like very boring simple. So you essentially are um, contracting these muscles, squeezing these muscles, and then you hold that squeeze for a certain amount of time and then you release it and that's it. So, you know, imagine if you, if your workout regimen was just making a fist, like squeezing your hand into a fist, holding it, and then releasing it over and over and over. But even worse, you can't see what's happening. So it's very easy for it to get really, really boring. Um, and so, uh, you know, we have a device that you put on a chair, you sit on top of it, leave your clothes on. Um, it's called Boost. Uh, and uh, it, it, um, it has an inflatable kind of chamber that measures uh, your pelvic floor exercise. Um, uh, by the pressure change in this inflatable chamber. It's like a, it's like a bike seat that you sit on top of kind of. And um, so to address the boredom issue, uh, the interface for the device is a smartphone app and um, you do these guided workouts or games uh, with, the, um, with the exercise. So as an example, one of the games is pinball. Um, so you sit down on this thing and uh, every time you do a Kegel muscle contraction, it activates the flippers and that's how you play pinball. Um, on your phone. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's like, we're not going to put, um, you know, uh, Xbox out of business or anything like that. But right. the idea, <laughs> you know, the idea is, is let's try and make this and, and the workouts are, are only five minutes long. And that's, you know, that's based on guidance from public floor physical therapists and, and uh, urologists. And so this doesn't have to be, we're not talking about a, you know, 60 minute workout here. Um, and if we can make that five minutes be more interactive, more engaging, less boring, we think that that can make it a lot easier to uh, be consistent with, with doing the exercise. Um, so that's the biggest one I would say is make it less boring. Uh, and then the other two ways we're trying to make it easier for guys to do it consistently are um, one to quantify or to track your exercise. So, you know, there's a reason that people like using Strava if they ride their bike or run or that Fitbit has been so popular, you know, being able to put some numbers on and, and see your performance history uh, can be fulfilling for a lot of people in terms of helping them see their progress and, and um, uh, you know, making it easier to, to talk yourself into consistent exercise. Um, and then the third one is biofeedback. So, uh, you know, because these muscles are, are invisible, they're inside your body. Um, some people struggle to uh, identify or, or recruit um, the right muscles. Some people will tend to uh, activate their, uh, their glutes or their abdominal muscles or their quads or something like that. Um, so I, I think of it as, uh, as a good comparison being the ear. So I know that people can wiggle their ears. I know that the human body had the, the anatomy of the human body will will support that. I can't do that. I don't. I don't. I don't understand how to like move those muscles. Um, and uh, you know, again, if you go to the literature, there's a lot of uh, evidence that biofeedback, broadly speaking, um, can help people uh, identify the right muscles and then kind of solidify that connection. Um, and so, you know, with Boost, uh, there's obviously visual biofeedback. If you're looking at the pinball screen you can tell visually when the flippers activate because you've done a Kegel, uh, but on the device itself, there's also 
vibration or tactile biofeedback in proportion to how strongly you are um, uh, activating your polypore muscles, which, uh, which is also helpful. So um, yeah, so that's kind of the, uh, the maybe not quite as concise, but the, the quick summary uh, of, of our product. That's uh, it's, it's pretty neat. So I like how you incorporate a game with it. So pelvic floor, I'm guessing pelvic floor muscles can be, you don't need a gym, obviously mm -hmm. you even said, you know, yourself, you can kind of do these at home, but also what your, what your device is doing is bringing an entertainment, so somewhat of an entertainment component to it To So you can a track your progress. And I think you, you made the point quite a few times. And I think it's really important to kind of touch on it is you can't see these muscles, right? And so the only way you can really track your progress is A, with the device, or B, being able to see your progress physiologically um, with yeah, urinary and sexual health. Yep. So it's not like going to the gym. When you go to the gym, your arms get bigger or whatever the case is. You don't really know what's happening until it's actually happening. Right. So... I, I really enjoy how you kind of brought that component in. Cause I think people, especially with like the Fitbits and the whoops and like all the stuff that I don't use any of those, um, metrics I, I've been told I probably should start, but I don't know why. Um, but you use those devices to engage your audience. And I think that's really, really a neat way of approaching it. And it's really innovative to be able to do that. Have you noticed or gotten any feedback from your clientele that say what this, you know, what, it, like, I guess, like what's some of their feedback about like how it's improved their life overall? I mean, the studies are great, but like, what have you seen with your clients? What's going on guys. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. I wanted to talk to you about our amazing affiliate partner. I'm aware test kits. I'm aware offers lab quality tests accompanied by physician verified results. Just order the test kit online collect your sample, and mail it back. You'll receive your results in less than a week. The best part is no waiting in traffic, getting to and from the dock or lab, and no waiting rooms full of people coughing and sneezing everywhere. Just visit www.imaware.health and check out their mini lab testing kits. These include PSA tests, lipid panels, testosterone levels, HbA1c, immune function, and so much more. Use our promo code Men's Health Unscripted for an additional 15% off. Remember, I'm aware.health, promo code Men's Health Unscripted for fast, accurate, and physician verified testing straight to your door. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a that's a great question. And and uh, you know, I think part of our goal is to is to meet people where they're at. And I know that some people uh, are really into, you know choose a buzzword, quantified self or, or, you know, being able to, they, they track everything, you know, they're tracking their diet, they're tracking their sleep, they're tracking their exercise. And that is something that's meaningful to them and helps them um, stay motivated. And that's great. And we're trying to, for those people, you know, we're trying to accommodate that. Um, but I know that's not everybody. And, you know, some people that, that doesn't move the needle for them. And that's totally fine. I don't think that it's, that that's approaches intrinsically like correct or incorrect. Um, and so whether it's with the, you know, the biofeedback or the games to make it more interactive or the tracking, like we're, we're trying to give people different entry points, depending on what, um, uh, what each person finds moves the needle for them or strikes a chord. Um, and, uh, 
you know, in terms of the, the customer feedback that we've been getting so far, um, <laughs> it's uh, uh, my apologies if this is too uh, soapboxy or salesy, but no, um, fire it out there. We're, we don't <laughs> like, so I probably should have said it at the beginning. We want you to showcase yourself. So just uh, stand on your soapbox. Let us hear it. I want to know. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'll go to uh, some of the user reviews that we've had uh, folks post. And um, so, uh, you know, one of the ones that stuck out to me uh, recently, this was from, um, uh, where is it here? So one was, uh, um, this guy said, it's been three wet years since my prostate surgery. Uh, the biofeedback that this device provides along with my daily regimen, hopefully will help me uh, with my urinary continence. So far, I found the program easy to use and understand. Um, yeah, I really like that the user can uh, select the amount of sensitivity as they become better at doing their Kegels. It keeps you always reaching. Um, so that was, you know, I kind of alluded to this before, but the two main categories, I would say, of, of um, relevance for pelvic floor exercise are, are kind of the bladder control or the urinary function category, and then the sexual performance bin. Um, and uh, so uh, it's, you know, it, we're happy to, uh, to see, to have heard from folks in both sides of that. Um, so that one was obviously a little more uh, oriented around urinary function. Um, and then this other one, uh, okay, so uh, this one was from about a month ago. Uh, I've been using the boost for two weeks now and have already noticed increased stamina and strength in the bedroom. My partner was impressed at how much better sex felt. Um, so in terms of contextualizing, uh, I think our, both, both according to our experience and according to the published literature, two weeks is quite fast um, to be noticing uh, um, kind of physiological changes, uh, as you mentioned. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily want to, uh, set people's expectations as like, that's the norm. Like if, if it doesn't happen within two weeks, something's wrong. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it, it's very gratifying to hear folks say that. And, and certainly, um, as with any kind of exercise, it, the, the, uh, the nature of the effects that you'll see and the speed at which you'll see them depend on you know, are you exercising once a week or every day? Or, you know, there's there's a certain amount of, uh, of, of variability in there depending on your, your habits. Um, but, uh, you know, generally speaking, we're, we're seeing um, that folks are noticing uh, discernible um, kind of physiological changes in, I would say anywhere from like four to eight weeks is, is pretty normal if they're exercising consistently. And um, so we're excited to, uh, you know, we just launched this product about uh, six weeks ago, although we did a lot of user testing, of course, so we have larger data sets from the user testing periods. Um, uh, but yeah, it's been really, uh, it's been really exciting for us to see um, a much larger kind of sample size uh, of folks getting a chance to use it and, um, and, and so far, I think, enjoying it. Do you have any plans on conducting any database studies for your company and seeing if you can get those published? Just not necessarily to, I mean, I'm sure it would be beneficial to showcase the product, but also showcase the importance of pelvic floor. If you can get, even if you can get a larger sample size than 40, that would probably be really yeah. beneficial. And sample sizes are, we read a ton of articles, as you probably know, just in medicine, we're always reading articles. And so 
it's really hard to say that something's an, an effective treatment or as we call it, non, non-inferior or superior is like the kind of different ways you can define a, a treatment. Mm-hmm. And so do you have any plans on conducting some studies to showcase your product and, and showcase the importance of pelvic floor? I, I think you have some publishable, publishable uh, potential there. Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. And that's definitely something that's uh, uh, very front of mind for us. Um, you know, it ties into uh, another kind of important point, which is that our products are, are exercise aids. And um, so, uh, you know, I, I would I'd return to the, you know, Fitbit as an interesting comparison. Um, if you talk to, you know, a cardiologist or any doctor, uh, they'll say that, you know, taking 10,000 steps a day, being active, is healthier than taking zero steps a day, sitting on a couch. Um, and you know, it's, I, it's better for your heart to be active than sedentary. Um, but Fitbit is not a medical device and Fitbit is not a treatment for heart disease. And so, you know, similarly for us, we're an exercise aid and we're, we're seeking to enable people to be more consistent with pelvic floor exercise, but our product is not a treatment in and of itself for erectile dysfunction or urinary incontinence or any of these other conditions. And so that's an important distinction um, for us to, to be making. Um, uh, and potentially, uh, you know, given um, clinical study data, uh, you know, we could consider uh, pursuing an avenue where, we, where it would be justified uh, to position the product as a treatment, hypothetically, uh, for, for some of these um, the use cases. Uh, but for the time being, yeah, you know, it's, it's important to make it clear that uh, the benefits associated with pelvic floor exercise are from pelvic floor exercise. These, these are benefits from exercise. And um, our product is not like, if you just sit on our product on a chair, nothing happens. <laughs> so right. it's not a, it's, it's not a treatment. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm really excited to, uh, to do some, I would say, more rigorous, um, kind of controlled studies and, and see what we see and, and larger sample size as well. So. Sure. I mean, I, I could definitely see your product with the right clinical data. You can even get the durable medical equipment kind of definition. And there, there can, there's probably a lot of avenues that you can go to develop more. Um, I don't know if credibility is the right word, but um, more, I guess, more defined goals for the product. I think it's really interesting when a it's 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 new to me i'm sure it's not new to to a lot of people but also i haven't heard of any specific pelvic floor exercise device for men i've heard about it for women so and i, I don't know if they're really even defined as durable medical equipment it's just um kind of the you squeeze your legs together or do that kind of stuff I, i've seen some of them so it's, that's pretty interesting. I, I think with the right data, as far as helping guys urinate more effectively, maintain better sexual function. Yeah. I, I kind of don't know exactly what it takes to be defined as durable medical equipment, but I think there's probably something in there for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And that's, that's definitely, um, kind of an avenue that we're, we're excited about and, and that, um, you know, we're, we're planning to, uh, to pursue. Very cool. So Brian, where can my audience find your company? You, um, you can verbalize it and then we'll also post it in the bio so they can click on it. Um, and then also whenever we get the, 
the research that you have yeah. for us. We'll post all that in the bio as well. So anybody who wants to take a look, see the science behind it, it's it'll be available in the bio. Sounds great. Um, yeah, so uh, our website is uh, kgoal. That's a K as in king, and then goal, like you're scoring a goal, um, dot com. And uh, that is the best place to uh, learn more about stuff. Um, I'm a bit uh, embarrassed to say we don't do a great job with our uh, social media presence right now. Um, but I think the the, the web website is a, is a great place to start and there's lots of uh, good stuff on there. So Awesome. That's It's exciting to hear something new. I definitely learned a lot today. So I know if I learned something, our viewers probably learned something as well. Um, Brian, I just want to really thank you again for your time and coming discussing the importance of pelvic floor exercise. We'll post this very soon. Um, thank you so much again. Well, thank you too, Patrick. It was great to talk to you. And, and uh, like, you know, as you said, it's definitely, um, I think, a subject that, that really uh, deserves as much attention as it can get. So happy to get a chance to chat. For sure. Have a good one. Thank you. You too.